Welcome to episode 166 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's episode, I talked to Danny Lapidus from Hot Peas and Butter. I mean, is there a better band name, Hot Peas and Butter? Like, just saying it makes me feel, like, comforted. It's like comfort food. Maybe it's the butter talking. Maybe it's thinking about Thanksgiving coming up next week. And all the butter. I don't know. It just feels good. It feels good. And this is a great conversation with Danny. We talked a lot about the band's history, how they got the name of the band, and about their brand new record, Back to the Land. And it's great. And that song you just heard is called Funga Alafia. And you can hear the whole song at the very, very end of the show. It was really cool talking to Danny about all of the different ways that they bring multiculturalism and all kinds of different language and and other sorts of real learning opportunities into the music i think you're gonna really enjoy it and be sure to listen to this record and there's some great collaborations which you'll hear about as well if you want to reach me email me mike at goodstuffpod.com you think you have good stuff do you think you do i bet you do email me let's see if we can get you on the show mike at goodstuffpod.com if you want to find me on social media the at symbol goodstuffpod and if you wanted to rate and review on apple podcasts or stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts that would be immensely helpful and great i am extremely thankful and grateful to all of you who are listening to the good stuff kids podcast we are going to come at you next week with a another episode i'm not sure it's going to be entirely thanksgiving themed but we're going to come at you with another episode and when i say we're gonna that means me because i'm a one-man operation who's doing the interviewing the production putting together the episodes etc etc it's a lot of work but i love it and speaking of someone who loves their work let's hear from danny lapidus from hot peas and butter talk to you at the end of the show good Let's go for it. It's a pleasure to welcome Danny Lapidus from Hot Peas and Butter to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today, Danny? I'm great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. As as we just talked about, you are the first official interview from the Good Stuff Kids podcast new headquarters in Houston, Texas. So this is a, a, a very exciting occasion for all of us. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Thank you for humoring me on that one. Already off to, off to a good start. I think it's great. So you're in a band. What's the name of your yeah. band? The band is called Hot Peas and Butter. Okay. Now, so when I think about Hot Peas and Butter, I think of a song by Maceo Parker, which I, I assume you know. It's called Pass the Peas. And that record has like a red album cover with some some yellow highlighting and that's what i think of in my head when when i think of of hot peas and butter which is a great association for me but what i really want to know is before we get into where you're coming from as a musician this is a fantastic band name so how did we get to the band name hot peas and butter okay uh well first of all the mayfield parker reference is great i'm a sax player so oh perfect okay no i know that um (laughs) but no it's a very uh it's a very New York thing. Um, there was a there was a game, a street game, 
way back in the day called Hot Peas and Butter. It was kind of like a capture the flag game where you would, uh, it actually got a little a little violent. It was not the, the nicest game in the world, but you would run around um, and someone would hide, would hide what they would call uh, the Hot Peas, uh, but it was really, it, it could be anything. It could be a, a stick, it could be a, a belt, and um, <laughs> and uh, the kids would run around, and and it was kind of just to capture the flag. Um, the person who was nearest would yell, "Hot peas and butter, come and get your supper," and then run around trying to hit every everybody with that object. I don't know how <laughs> we came up with that game. But, uh, my partner, who uh, who started Hot peas and butter with me played it. He grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in Brooklyn. Apparently, people played it in Brooklyn. We didn't play it as much as he did. So he was reminding me of that game when we were trying to come up with a name. Um, I don't even think we were trying to come up with a name. He mentioned that game, and I said, oh, my God, Frank, that's the name. That's got to be the name, Hot Peas and Butter. Yeah. So, you know, I wish there was a, a less uh, violent street game that we had played as kids that was the reason for that name, but that's the actual reason. Okay. Well, good. I mean, look, it's part of growing up and, and games change, right. right? Like I used to play Red Rover where you, you know, you sort of lock arms with people and then you try to bust through. And, you know, after, <laughs> after many broken arms, I think that game's been like officially outlawed. So games change, right? right? Like, and maybe there, there's something about the games that you and I grew up playing versus what I see my kids playing, which is mostly like, Fortnite. Although my kids don't play Fortnite, but you know what I mean, like that kind of thing. Right, so, right. so you have a, a you have a co-founder of the band. Um, how long have you guys known each other? And and like, I guess this is a great opportunity to go, to sort of take ourselves back in time and tell me about your background in music and and what you got what got you into music and sort of take us up to present day. Okay, you said twenty twenty five minutes, right? Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, actually, uh, you know, it starts way way before meeting him. But but I met I met uh, my partner who started the band with me in high school. Um, we both grew up New Yorkers and went to um, uh, the High School of Music and Art and Performing Arts in Manhattan. That's where we met. But I I started playing um, at nine years old. I started playing clarinet. It was such a different educational system in Brooklyn back then. I had a Russian composer clarinetist teacher in elementary school. Wow. I mean, just this, you know, amazing education. Uh, my kids didn't get music like that, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, he took me under his wing. I played clarinet. Then, then I switched to saxophone at age 12, and then I auditioned on both for music and art. And um, that's where I met Francisco, who, who became my best friend, and we played in fusion jazz bands for a while, <laughs> and then uh, I went to college, um, and he went on the road with a funk band, and yeah, about six, seven years later, I, well, after college, I, I started writing music, I started getting into studio stuff, I was uh, primarily a sax player. Um, but, uh, the mu the music for kids actually came before, um, before my idea with him, it came from, it was kind of handed down to me. Um, a lot of people I think get into kids music when they have kids. Um, not so for me, my father's best friend who goes by professor Louie 
um, has been playing music to kids uh, for 45 years. You know, wow. he's been doing it forever. And um, when he entered the room with kids, usually preschools, um, all uh, all kids' eyes were locked on him. He was just amazing. He was like an actor. Mm-hmm. And I used to follow him around after college. I think I did it maybe during college. I follow him around with a saxophone and just watch what he did. And he laid his whole repertoire on me which was very multicultural, a lot of Spanish, a lot of um, very New York stuff, and, and but very folky, too. Um, and uh, the, the rootsy part of what I grew up listening to was in there, too, so a lot of Doc Watson and finger-picking. So I picked it all up, and then Francisco and I decided to, to form this. We started getting called, actually, to do concerts for kids. I don't remember exactly how that uh-huh. happened, but... Um, I was going into preschools and just availing myself to anyone who would listen, and um, and the next thing we knew, we were getting we were getting called. We were going into kids all over the city, uh, schools with um, you know special ed schools, regular ed schools, like you know doing concerts, and we used his um, repertoire to start, mm-hmm. and then Francisco helped me really like make it more original and we and we latinized it quite a bit it became much more spanish english so it became a very bilingual type of uh repertoire but i really got to hand it to professor louis i mean he really got me into the kids music and and then me and francisco i call him frank we we took it to the next level yeah so the idea of repertoire i think is really important especially when it comes to music for kids and families because you have to have a, a pretty deep well to dip into depending on what your what and who and where and why and how your your audience is so when you're That's thinking right. back on on professor louis repertoire and sort of what he taught you what are like and i know this is a big question but what are two or three of the songs that stand out as ones that are are sort of your favorites well that's that's interesting you mentioned it because um this album uh, well, we've that repertoire has been sprinkled throughout our our albums. This we're on our eighth mm-hmm. release, um, but there are songs that many many people know, like uh, uh, "Funga Lafia" is a, a West African or Liberian uh, folk song where of welcome, where you do like motions, hand motions, um, and he always did it in a particular way, and um, songs like that. But then uh, songs like "Mi Cuerpo." It, which I do very differently than him, but these are songs that are deep-rooted folkloric songs. I mean, they're they're most people you probably talk to on your pod podcast know these songs. Um, but then he did he did have others that that I mean, there's a long long list. But on this, uh, you know, the recent album, this album, um, we brought to life some of them that that we kind of co. We, we say we co-wrote them with him because they were his, and then years and years ago, I kind of adapted them with him. Mm-hmm. Um, one is called Rainbow in Your Eyes. And the thing I remember about his repertoire was that it was mostly not... There were He had a, several originals, really, really good, but a lot of them were just uh, uh, respect to deeper folk folk stuff. And, you know, he was copy, He was doing everything from gospel... Uh, to blue to to old blues, work songs. I mean that it, it's just amazing the, the you know 
you say a deep well, it's like singing to kids. I don't think is any easier than singing to anyone else. It's like uh, you know, it's it's hard to write a song that beats these traditional songs. I mean, they're they're the best. So, in some ways, I was I look back and I, I took a long time before I started writing my own songs for kids and feeling like I had accomplished something. His repertoire span, you know, really really good rootsy stuff that that's you know deep in the folk tradition. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say some of those songs that I just mentioned, Mi Cuerpo. Um, there was a song called The Wise Old Man. Um, they're, they're spread out among the Hot Peas catalog, but mm-hmm. uh, Funga Alafia, uh, Come Into My Kitchen is a great one. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we changed that. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, there's nice. a lot more. It's <clears throat> interesting you mentioned Funga Alafia because that one um, I'd never heard that, and that's on the oh. the new record, and it really caught my attention. Um, I, I was going to ask you about it a little later on, but I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, so go, there's been uh, eight records, and you've sort of been at this for well, more than sort of. You have been at this for for about probably over ten years, I would say. Um, yeah. So it would be really cool to hear. You know, and then we'll sort of dive deep into the new record. But like, what would be sort of your essential hot peas and butter songs for those people who may not have heard you before? Like that, we could go back into the back catalog and pick out these like three or four songs that you're especially proud of. Oh, that's that's a that's a difficult question because I'm <laughs> I like most people. I'm really into the new thing. Uh-huh. The latest okay, album, uh-huh. like the top. But many people will remember us from Jack's big music show. Right. Um, and so those songs to this day still get the, a lot of attention. Um, and they, Oh, yeah, and the same thing. They're, they're, they're steeped in a, a tradition. So one song was called Deep Down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, there's an, you, know, you can listen to the record, but in, if you see a Hot and Butter concert, most of our songs have some uh, kind of accompanying motion that we do, mm-hmm. um, interactivity deep down in my heart which we adapted the lyrics to and then number one which is a very simple song that we turned into kind of like a funky counting song um those are were the ones from that show but i would say um if if people want to get a sense of i think it's it's good to hear where where we're at right now i Mm -hmm. mean it spans, I mean, I think a lot of brilliant, brilliant artists in this genre, like Dan Zanes and Laurie Berkner, I, luckily, you know, we can talk about them because they're on this album, right, Peter right. Yarrow. But um, <clears throat> they kind of do their thing, and they found their lane. And unfortunately, <laughs> I have not. We we go, <laughs> we run the gamut. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's so interesting. I go from, yeah, so if you want, if someone wants to find us, like a lot of, you know, Spotify listens seem to come from the more bilingual side. Uh, people seem to be interested in our bilingual music. So we did. Volume 5 is mostly bilingual. And it does capture, I think, the essence of us kind of going around the world a little bit. Uh, um, the hot peas and butter sound. Then, then the next volume was a little more poppy, which I and I love that album. And this album is kind of getting back to... Uh, a deep sense of where it all started for me 
like Professor Louie and honestly my father who mm -hmm. got me into that kind of music. So this is much more back to the rootsy, um, very Americana, but it's, it's, it's also whatever traditions uh, we have, uh, some Spanish and, uh, and like you said, the Funga Alafia, which is a West African Liberian song. So, mm -hmm. but still fits into the traditional. Absolutely. Okay. So that's a, a perfect segue to get into this new album, which is called back to the land. And, um, yeah. you know, the, the album cover is great. And I think you sort of wear it on your sleeve, uh, sort of an area of, uh, concern maybe is the word for it. Just, you know, there's mm. a recycling symbol and, and talking about back to the land and that very first track features, you know, folks that you were talking about, Lori Berkner, Peter Yarrow, Dan Zanes, all of whom have this, um, incredible wealth of experience and a lot of fans like be honest like these are folks who have really taken kids music i think along with you into to a level where it's um it, it is more for the family than for the kid per se you know it's right. uh you're 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 aiming for parents as well as aiming for kids so tell me a little bit about the inspiration i, I mean particularly for for that song and and how you got to be collaborating with some of these uh some of these folks yeah, it's uh, it's the older I get, like everyone says, the, the the smaller the world gets, and the more you've connected, you feel to some people. I mean, Lori uh, has been aware. We've been aware of each other. Obviously, I've been aware of her <laughs> right. forever. And we were on the same TV show, but she was, you know, the star. And I think there's been a little communication, but not that much. And then I don't know. A mutual respect grows, and I just I just went for it and reached out to her. Uh -huh. um, but I also have the the luck of um, I run I own and operate a recording studio in Midtown Manhattan and a mixing room where I mix and master other people's work in Brooklyn, and with a, an amazing partner in that studio, Rich Mercurio, and I've had pretty big people coming through like pop stars very lucky to have worked with some some big name people and whenever possible you know the relationship grows and peter yarrow was one of them i did a few jobs for peter before um we got to know each other mm -hmm. and and you know you're not going to get peter yarrow to sing on a song um that doesn't have some sort of message uh, and activism to it i mean he he really he's been fighting the good fight for so long and that's what he does. Right. So it was a perfect opportunity to reach out to him. And I had a previous relationship with Dan Zanes because he was on, um, he was on our last album, which, I mean, I, I, I love that guy. We really have grown to be friends, but I was very nervous with all these, with all three of these people. Like, you know, will, mm -hmm. you know, is, is the material right? Is it, you know, and just to give you background on back to the land, this album um, Francisco had had a large part and consulted with us, but really Steve Jabas is um, the guitar player, the longtime guitar player in Hot Peas and Butter since the very beginning with us. He co-produced and co-wrote the whole album with me, so he's really the partner with me. And we we wrote Back to the Land. It just kind of came out very. It was I think we wrote it in a day, very quick. Wow. And once it was done, and we realized where the message was going, um, and we started getting into the other songs, we started forming a plan, like a thematic plan. Um, we said, "Wow, would, wouldn't it be amazing to get, I don't know, Peter Yarrow? Uh -huh. What if, what if 
we could also get Lori Burke? <laughs> what if we could get, you know? And, yeah. we, and that, by the end of that, I was like, there's no way we're going to get all of them. And uh, amazingly, they all they all jumped on board. And Lori actually did a, a second song with us, just a duet with me. And so they really, I mean, I got to give it up to them. I mean, I'm, they're, they're at the top of their craft, and they liked the material. They liked me, mutual respect for each other, but... I don't know. I felt very lucky. Peter, yeah. I wrote to him and didn't hear back for a while, and it turned out he was out of the country. And the the letter I got from him started, "Dear Brother Dan," <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> and went uh, on to say, "I'd be I'd be honored." Let's let's do yeah, this. that that's amazing. I, I've met Peter Yarrow once. Um, ah. He uh, he actually might. So my dad. It sounds like uh, you're a little bit of kindred spirits across the board, like in in every angle, like. He grew up, you know, loving the that folk scene, you know, Bob Dylan. He doesn't know any music after 1970, he says. He, like, doesn't even, you know, like, he refuses to acknowledge Led Zeppelin. So he, um, but he, like, my first concert was Peter, Paul, and Mary. And so wow. Peter Yarrow came to his retirement to play for, like, a concert. And, um, and we met him and couldn't have been, like, a nicer, kinder, wow sweeter person and and one thing that's so great about meeting your heroes and i think that you'll you know agree with this is like when they actually are who you think they are and yeah. and peter's the, the example of that and you know him saying brother dan like that it's 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 uh it's genuine like that that's what yeah. i'm trying to say in a very long-winded way um no it's a, it's perfect that's right so um Okay, so so there's the so the content of Back to the Land. It, it, I don't think I'm far off in saying that it is an, an environmental concern. Is that an issue that's really important to you? Yes. Um, well, it's really interesting. Peter actually summarized it really well. Um, we actually have a little video behind the scenes video saying this, and it really struck me when he said it. He said, um, "It's not really an environmental song. It's a it's a song of peace." Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to get back to the land because without the land, what will we have? This is the priority. This is what we need to survive. And um, and it's our, you know, he he turned it into a, a little statement. I'm marching with you once again. This is, you know, this is not civil rights, but it is. He, he uh-huh. says, I can't remember exactly the way he put it. <laughs> this is not peace, but it is. So, you know, we thought it was very, re, you know, reuse, recycle, like the whole message of environmental. But I think the album the arc of the album is supposed to be about peace and um, being connected to each other as much as being connected to the land. And um, we didn't, we didn't necessarily set out to plan it that way. It just kind of happened. And the songs like big world kid with Laurie Berkner, um, it's again about how we're all, you know, we're the similarities with our global neighbors, you know, we're, we're all one people. And we got to we got to take care of each other. And this land is uh, at, there's a lot of things that are damaging it and, and putting it at risk, and and each other. So yeah, I think I, I know a lot of people have a message these days of you know everyone's real concerned. I don't know how you know how other people have talked about it, but at some point I've realized I want to stand for something mm-hmm. you know, in all my songs. 
I want my kids to know I stood for something. And, and for a long time, I was very apolitical about any music that was hot piece and but it's just for the kids. And now I realize, no, 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 it's all, it's all important. And I think that spoke to Peter, and he was like, I'm, I'll jump on board with this message for sure. Yeah. So, yes, it's, it's, it's uh, environmental. Great. So, so the other song that really caught my attention, I mean, they all did because it's all great. And like, I assume this is self-produced because you have the skills to do that. So it sounds great. The record sounds awesome. Tell me about the Thank song you. Firelight, because that's a little bit of a, a oh, different wow. sound, which I really very, liked very a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, that Well, again, uh, there's a fiddle player on the whole album. His name is Chris Tedesco, and um, he lives in Far Rockaway. Uh-huh. And um, he really, really added to the sound of the album. Um, and Steve Jabbas, who I mentioned earlier, kind of, uh, he, he wrote all the uh, string arrangements, and there were some MIDI strings, but then we brought Chris in um, to really... Uh, tie it all together and uh-huh. make it a very so um that song is the ballad um and it's my wife susan lapita singing with me uh-huh. and um i i guess i i had i had a little uh, like an embryo of a song that i brought to steve and we and we and we brought it to life um it's very very uh yeah it's a very intimate moment on the album yeah it's you know it's it's about it's about being a family. Uh, wow, that's that's beautiful, and I think like <laughs> I was sort of at a loss for words. Got a little, uh, got a little, maybe a little choked up on there for me a little bit. It's it's a it's because oh. the the song is so um, it's so nice. It's got such a nice feel to it, and uh, mm. I can see that. You know, I was thinking like maybe there's there's a. Um, like the appeal for that song is is most likely for the the adult listener in a way, like outside right. of the lyrical content, but like you know it's sort of sophisticated musically, and to hear that it's about families just sort of brings that idea home. So I wanted to uh, wanted to give you the appropriate shout out for a piece of music that a uh, that a sort of music snobby kind of guy like me um, really <laughs> really enjoyed. I mean I like all of it, you know that's why I do it. That's why I do this. But when I hear something that really is, maybe it's just what I want to hear, right? You know how we all have this sort of pre-programmed idea uh, or pre-programmed thing when when it catches our ear, it really like brings us in. I don't know. There's probably a technical scientific term for it, but whatever that technical scientific term is, that happened for me during the song Firelight. And I imagine it would happen for lots and lots of other people. Wow. Well, that's, that's very sweet of you to say and 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 it means a lot there was actually one um reviewer who mentioned it and i was i was taken by surprise because i think of the arc of the album like oh everyone's listening to the songs that are uh much more you know bigger productions and and have the stars on them and you know and uh she mentioned also that there was something about that song that that spoke to her and we, we, we loved it. I mean, it was actually the last song we mixed on the album. Uh-huh. And we sung, uh, my wife sang right, most of the rest of the album was done, and she sang her parts right before we, we put our final stamp on the mixing. And yeah, it's a very touching song to us too, so I, I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, the one that's come up a few times is Funga Alafia. 
Um, yes. Which is just so awesome. Um, and it's that has a good story, actually. Yeah, please do. Please tell. Well, I mean, I've known the song for forever, and um, I sing it the way I sing it, and it's it's okay. The way I sing it is all right. That's <laughs> great. Well, hold on a second. Okay. Hold on a second. The way that you <laughs> no. sing it is great. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. But well, I mean, the reason the story means something to me is that um, uh, we had this amazing um, this woman, uh, Marcel. She's a hyphenated name. Davy. Davy Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, oh my God, it's just, she, it just when she enters the room, it's like, a, it changes, it shifts. And her, her son had worked with me in the studio. That's how I met her. Uh-huh. Her son is an unbelievable singer, too. It's this gospel family. They're all incredible. The next person that comes in is better, better than the last. And I got friendly with them and asked them to join me on the album they, they're on a couple of tracks but she you know we started working on that song i said would you sing this and she said you know i'm, I'm actually liberian and i had not i didn't even know that so uh-huh. it was like uh for her she tapped into something real quick and just it was so natural to her so it made me feel like we were taking it to a great place and and all the horns and i'm playing i'm playing more saxophone on this album than than I think the last five albums combined, uh-huh. and it, it was just a joyous track. I mean, the, their voices added a lot. The 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 whole band. Um, I feel like that it changed the me the uh, the life of that song for me. Uh-huh. Um, just going through the process, you know. Yeah, that. I, and that saxophone solo is, is like a Thank shining you. shining moment <laughs> within like a great song. Oh, that's wow. so that's so cool that. That it's uh, that it hasn't come out in a long time, and then it, it just enhances things so much. Right. So, oh, thank, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what you mentioned hand motions, and you've been you've been doing music for families for for some time. What is a hot peas and butter concert <clears throat> like? Uh, that's that's a great question. It has morphed over the years, but the the thing that has always stayed the same is that. Um, we there are moments where we're singing kind of at at you and you're you're sitting listening there are moments where like it's you get a chance to not be participating but the 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 main parts of the show are about participation and either hand motions or sing-alongs and so um like we have a song called come into my kitchen which um became you know we didn't want to, we went down to Texas and did a show and we didn't want to just, you know, start singing the new songs and just sing them. That's uh-huh. a song that I, I like to have some kind of a show behind. And we came, the whole band puts on chef hats and aprons and we bring out a table full of, <laughs> uh, it, it really went amazing. The people down there that hosted us, the theater was amazing, brought out a table full of pots and pans and we had uh, drumsticks and, and, and all kinds of percussion. And we invited everyone to come to the table, and and uh, we basically just we talked about like how how we're all we're all welcome at the table, just back to the, the idea of welcome. Yeah. And by the end of it, it was like stomp, like we were banging on the pots and pans. <laughs> and it, was, it was it was great, and the lighting, you know, went with it. So there are moments like that, and then there are moments where we go out into the audience, and you you know people sing along with us. I mean, there's we try to remember who we're there to entertain and and um 
I sing I, I sing to kids in a little room, six kids at a time, and then I sang to to an arena full of kids. It's 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 scary when it's like you know six thousand and and you, you know you know you're not sure if a little intimate moment will work, and then you realize it does. I mean, it's uh-huh. the same. It's about communicating to them and 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 not singing above them. So, if you come to a show, you're probably going going to uh, to clap along, sing along, um, and maybe get up and dance. Uh, but definitely the hand motions to all these songs. I mean, we we. No, we don't insist that you do it, but we, we encourage it. <laughs> Great. Um, I think the idea of putting the same energy into a, a room of six kids versus, you know, a, yeah. a much larger audience is really important. And I think that that's a that's an that's an important thing for for people to hear and for people to know and for mm. people to be aware of, because, you know, it's easy, you know, when you when you expect a certain audience size, I guess, is, is, is the easiest way to say it. And, and maybe it's on purpose that it's smaller or maybe it's not, it just doesn't work out. But you know, those kids deserve the same, the same energy and the same effort. And I think that that's uh, right. that's an important concept. So. Right. Uh, Professor Louie helped me with that too. I realized uh, in some of the large, large venues when I, when I was doing this and I was younger, I would jump around. I would get a little big in my performance, and thought that that made everything big. Doesn't uh-huh. necessarily. You could be in a large, large room, and sing softly. And I, I, some people do that naturally. Some people are just amazing at that. It took me a long, long time to get to this point where now I can kind of. Con- I, I feel like I'm connected to the room, you know, by bringing a small moment yeah. to be a large yeah. performance. Absolutely. Um, well said. Well said. Um, so, so how can we how can we keep up with hot peas and butter? Well, um, the typical route, hotpeasandbutter.com. You can get all your information there. We'd really love everyone to to come and listen to the music if you're streaming it. Spotify. It's um, uh, hot peas and butter. It's just hot peas and butter. Yep. Um, all the uh, socials. Um, but the the best way is still the website and yeah and the socials uh-huh. Hoppies and Butter Band on Instagram Hoppies and Butter on Facebook and um, and all you know the the obviously the album is available everywhere Amazon iTunes Great. but if you sign up for our newsletter on the website we'll keep you abreast of everything that's going on Great. Excellent. So thank you so much, Danny, for taking the time. Uh, Hot Peas and Butter, brand new record, Back to the Land. It was so cool to hear where, you, where you've been coming from and where, uh, where some of the stuff comes from and, and the respect that you have for you know, people who have paved the way in a way, like Professor Louis, and, and to hear about your collaborations. It was really a pleasure to talk to you and get to know you. Mike, thank you so much. It was great talking to you. You you, you really got me thinking about it and, and it shaped uh, the way the conversation went. So thank you so much. It's a great podcast. Oh, thank you. And there it is. I know you're going to go check out Danny Lapidus and his band Hot Peas and Butter. Um, they're good. They're really good. And the musicianship's great. And this new record is really beautiful to listen to. It's really fun. And um, check it out. I hope everyone has a great weekend gearing up for Thanksgiving. Uh, thinking about the pies that you're going to have. 
thinking about some gravy. I'm thinking about gravy. I mean, I think about gravy and stuffing at least every two to three days. Well, well you know, that's, that's just me. That's just me. Thanks for listening. Mike at goodstuffpod.com. If you want to email me, find me at social media, the at symbol goodstuffpod. And rate and review. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your pods. All right? All right. Here is Funga Alapia from the brand new record, Back to the Land by Hot Peas and Butter. Talk to you soon. Funga Alafia, Ashe, Ashe. Funga Alafia, Ashe, Ashe. Funga Alafia, Ashe, Ashe. Funga Alafia, Ashe, Ashe. With my
stuff.